As we begin day five of the United Auto Workers strike here in the United States, they're threatening to send more workers home throughout the country. We look at the Christian perspective and understanding of work and why it's important. Plus, a Chapin High School teacher fears for her life as she heads back to the classroom this school year. The Washington Post talks about it in an article that we will review. Did the teacher break the law? Spoiler alert, the answer is yes. And a church in Texas starts their service, or in the middle of their service, a creed is read that, um, well, it literally looked like hell. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Yeah, basically we're all like the dog in the burning room. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. At least that's what I thought when I looked at that church service in Dallas, Texas. We'll get to that in Block C. Welcome into the Palmetto Family Matters Show. It is Tuesday morning, Tuesday, September 19th at 9.30 a.m. in the year of our Lord, 2023. The United Auto Workers have been on strike now. Today marks day five of the strike. And according to National Public Radio, your tax dollars at work, the auto workers' strike has more folks dug in. As at this point, this article was written, it had hit day four. Again, this is a strike that is against three of the major auto manufacturers. Three major auto manufacturers Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, which is the parent company of Jeep and Chrysler, or Chrysler and Jeep, depending on your perspective. Mitch, do you know what the main stated focus of the United Auto Workers Union is? Um, yeah, I'm going to quote it. Y- y- please quote it. But from what I understand, the gist of their their strike is that they want to be caught up with the rest of the market because they've been behind for a decade or more. They're demanding higher wages and, mm-hmm. quote, economic and social justice. Social. Yeah, whatever that means. This, according to the Daily Wire, around 13,000 auto workers stopped working last week as picketing began outside a Ford factory in Wayne, Michigan, a GM assembly plant in Wentzville, Missouri, and a Stellantis Jeep plant in Toledo, Ohio. Go Rockets. The strike comes after a week of negotiations fell apart. The union president, Sean Fain, quote, We didn't want to be here. We want a fair agreement. We want fair economic and social justice for our members. That's what this is all about, and it's a shame. Now, okay, now, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of unions. I think unions are all and out, well, unnecessary for the most part. Now, if workers are being mistreated Mm -hmm. and they are put in an unadvantageous position and their lives are in danger, I can understand, okay? And I am all for somebody who does well at their job to go to the powers that be and say, hey, listen, I've done a really good job. Here's my track record. I believe I deserve a raise. I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. And now, again, there's some parameters in that. But they're talking about fair wages here. The United Auto Workers Union is pushing for a 36% pay bump over a four-year period for all of its workers. 36%. It's fairly large. Ford and GM said they could do 20%. Stellantis put forth a 17.5. Uh, 
is it 30? I, I read one report that said 38, or is it yeah, 36? Yeah, 30, 36. 36. Over four-year period. And it's, yeah, it's, so it's, it, from what I'm we doing half, it. 18 this year, and then 18 <clears throat> over the next four. Correct. Over the so next three after that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we're... That's massive bumps in pay. That's a third more than they're being paid currently, mm-hmm. which I, I, I'm no mathematician, but if if they're making ten grand a year, or let's just say a hundred grand a year, at the end of four years, they're going to be making a hundred and thirty six ish thousand dollars, which may not seem like a, a major shift in the uh, the workforce or the the paying major shift in pay, but. You multiply that by thousands of people. That's a lot of money. We could talk about the long range effects. Well, of that. I think the long range effects of this strike is if it continues, you're going to you're not uh, cars aren't going to be made. Correct. So the price of vehicles already on the lot are going to increase, and then it's only going to go up because the price of making a car will go up because the people that make the car will be getting paid more. And if you go back. Currently, these auto dealers and these auto manufacturers, I should say, are having to coexist with regulations put forward by the Biden administration as they try to transition into electric vehicles. You have California saying by 2025, we're in 2023, by 2025, they want the majority of vehicles on their roads to be electric. Auto manufacturers are in a tight pinch here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more expensive to make electric vehicles. Yep. You have to make more of them, and they're more expensive to make. So they're fighting the Biden administration on one side of this with regulation. Then on the other side, these unions, who, by the way, President Biden has had has been in the pocket of unions since he came into the Senate in 1977. Say it ain't so, Joe. Or 1972, whatever it is. Middle class Joe. No, middle class Joe is just union Joe. They talk about wanting fair wages. Here's where, I, here's where you lose me. You lose me when you strike, number one. But you lose me further here, Mitch. Other demands by the union are for a 32-hour work week. When they will be getting paid for... 40 hours. Yeah. I work 32, you pay me for 40, that math don't math. Yeah, and that, once again, the different wage structures work differently within certain jobs and markets. Are they saying, like, I want my salary to be commensurate with a 40-hour work week, but I'll work 32? Correct. So it's not like they're getting an hourly wage and just well, some on of Well, some of them will yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and in the auto industry, uh, especially in service, and I don't know if this is how this works at the plants, but in service, they get paid by how long it they bill for hours. So if it's yeah. a four-hour job and they get it done in an hour and a half, You're guess still getting what? still get billed for four. Four hours. So, so it, why take the one hour? Are they? The four? Yeah, which should drive down the cost if they're getting it done sooner. But they usually keep that that bill at the four hours. The question is, will this eventually drive down the cost of making a vehicle because people are going to be more productive? Yeah. And and the sneaky answer is no, it's not because they're get people naturally want more. Yeah, and we want more for less, and so. We want we want more wages for less work, and that leads us into a problem, oh, well, a certainly. serious problem. Prior to the strike, GM outlined that in addition to the twenty percent pay increase over four years, that the company would add inflation protection, increase its contributions to retirement health care savings by twenty five percent, and increase vacation time. The twenty percent pay increase, inflation protection, 
by increasing contributions to health care savings by 25%, so a, a, tw- a, a fifth increase of pay, mm-hmm. a quarter increase in health care savings, and I get more vacation time. That seemed like a pretty good offer. United Auto Workers said no. President Joe Biden, last Friday, no, I'm not worried about a strike until it happens. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Excuse me? Yeah. Joe? How many strikes have we had under this president? Too many. Too many. Excellent. And, and, and I, it's hard to go crazy. Can he control all the strikes? The answer is no. Could he create? He can control the economic environment surrounding Co- correct, the strikes. Correct. Which I, you know, I want to go back very quickly. You know, I, I've been doing this weird thing um, called teaching again in the class in the classroom, and uh, we're we're working through economics right now. And there's something that has been lost in the Western world, and sure. I, maybe by and large globally, and that is that co- that markets are competitive. Markets are intentionally competitive. Com- competition makes a better product. It, it, it makes people better. It makes the experience of life better. And here's the other thing that people are trying to guard against or, in this case, uh, strike against, mm-hmm. and that is that l- life is hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I know no other way to say it. Life is difficult. And in order to get paid, in order to make a living... In order to survive, and if not more so thrive, you have to do the work. Whether it's in a sport and practice and weightlifting and running and building up your body and and learning the plays and, and being better than the other person across from you, whether it's in academics and studying, you know, your face off, uh, not cramming the night before the test with lots of caffeine. Right, uh, that may be necessary, but s- studying and 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 learning and stretching your mind in the workforce, I will outwork the competition. And you know that's what built America was people, men and women. I mean, my mind runs to uh, Rosie the Riveter and um, uh, all of those men and women, predominantly women who were left behind because all their husbands and and, and uh, fathers and sons went off to war in World War II, they were a large part of the workforce, but they got the job done. Now we've got UAW, we've got the big three, big three automakers who are saying, uh, their labor force is saying, you know, we want more for less. And I'm, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon either way here. I'm just going to say that in in the world, in society, it, life, it's not going to always be sunshine and roses, and sometimes you're going to have to work really hard just to get by and work that much harder to thrive, and that's what's missing right now in our culture, especially as, and, and, and I get it, some are going to look at this and say, we're teaching our young people to stand up for themselves. It may be. Right, but I would also argue that we need to be teaching our young people 
to work yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh, my, my mind goes, you know, because I know what's going to happen here. The the plants are going to start automating more. Mm-hmm. That, that's the natural progression here. Oh, you you people, flesh and blood, you know, uh, what do they call meat machines? Y- y'all want to strike? Oh, we'll just automate more. And fast food joints are yeah, already doing it. And that that takes me back to years and years ago. I walked into a fast food restaurant. I won't tell you which one, but Tim Scott may have tweeted about it, X'd about it last night in are Iowa. They, are they bronze arches? Uh, something like Silver that. Silver arches? Uh, or a are little they bit higher. Gold. Golden. Um, and it. what an awkward tweet. I love you, man, but what an awkward tweet. Um, and I walked up to the counter. Impressions. See, I'm, I'm like the caffeinated squirrel. Uh, I walked up to the counter after ordering my food from the little push button thing. And yeah. I said, how do you feel about those? And pointed back and she, the young lady behind the counter goes, I love them. They make my job so much easier. And I thought they're going to take your job. from <laughs> you. So That's where we are. So I, I think it's important to, as we try to shape the Palmetto state from a biblical worldview is that we talk about this United auto workers strike and understand this isn't a, conservative liberal conversation i believe this is a christian secular conversation because in genesis 2 the lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work it yeah to subdue and keep it to have dominion to um, yeah he, he god created everything he created nature which, by the way, I think later on this week we'll get into Apple's view of nature. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen that video of Mother Nature coming to visit Tim Cook and the people at Apple and quiz them on what they're doing to be carbon neutral? You're giving me they're homework, pagans. Dude. They're pagans. You're giving me man. homework. Absolute pagans. Imagine that. Um, he created this space, and God is our creator, and so he he then placed man in the garden to work it. And to keep it. And in both the Old and New Testament, we're told, uh, and and it's work is highly spoken of. Laziness yes. is condemned. Uh, in, sec- in, in Second Thessalonians, Paul, writing to the church at Thessalonica, says, For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busybodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly. And to earn their own living. Uh, Billy Graham once wrote, Please note that this wasn't spoken to people who couldn't find jobs. This was instead directed to people who had every opportunity work to work, but then refused to do so. Yeah. So, again, refusing to work and striking is kind of the same thing. And the the key here, Paul, in his letter to the church, um, in, in his letter in Colossians, uh, that we are to, when whatever we do, work heartily as unto the Lord, right. not to man. You're to, work, you're to work like God's your boss because he is your boss, and it, your work is a way of worship. Absolutely. And how you work and and the effort you put in is, indi- I believe, indicative of your relationship with God. I, if you understand what place you hold, it makes it easier to work hard in your job now let, let's let's but wait there's more let's move away from that now because we, we don't have a long we don't have a long time with you today the washington post democracy dies in darkness ran a story on september 18th so yesterday it's 6 a.m eastern daylight time i look forward <laughs> you to the want day to ding on that one i too, look buddy? forward to the day where it's eastern standard time 
I like daylight time. No. Except, yeah. No. Gotta stop. I'm perfectly fine with the sun going down earlier as I get closer and closer to Christmas. The title of the piece, and I can't spend a lot of time on this, and I wish we could. Her students reported her for a lesson on race. Can she trust them again? This is a story about Mary Wood, who who taught from a book by Tanahisi Coates, dealing with race. Mm -hmm. Um, She now hopes her bond with students can survive South Carolina's politics. That's right. It's South Carolina's fault. It's a puff piece. We'll leave the link in the in the show notes for you. It's a puff piece. Mary Wood is an AP English language comp teacher at Chapin High School, mm-hmm. home of the Fighting Eagles. And you know the lesser of yeah. the Eagles, in my opinion. But Are they, uh, is airport also airport the airports okay. also the Eagles. And I, he's and, a, he's and an better. alumnus of. Um, if you if you listen on Friday nights, you know that very well by now. Um, it, she taught with a book. She assigned her all-white class readings from Tanahisi Coates' Between the World and Me, a book that dissects what it means to be black in America. Now, students emailed the school board. They So they went above her, over they went, her? They, they didn't go to her. Yeah. They went to the school. They didn't go to the principal. Okay. They went to the school board. Okay. Now, in my opinion... That shows me that the students are well-informed about the state law. One way or the other. Students wrote emails at the book and accompanying videos that Wood played about systemic racism made them ashamed to be white, which is a violation of a budget proviso that forbids teachers from making students, quote, feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of their race. Mm -hmm. So the question is, did she break the law? The answer would be... According to this, according to these accounts, according to these emails, the text of the law, the law, the emails, yes. I'm just doing a basic understanding of reading comprehension. I actually had AP language comp in high school, so I'm just doing basic understanding of 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 English. Is that yes, yes, this was a problem. Now, what's interesting about this piece is that we get a little bit more understanding of, of who this person is. She had accompanying YouTube videos titled Racism, Systemic Racism Explained and the Unequal Opportunity Race. Um, she had them do a speech from President Trump, which apparently balances the voice. What teachers note, here's the, or here's, here's the piece for me. But amid a Red Sea, Chapin's English department was a blue island, mm-hmm. naturally, and Wood was known as the bluest of the bunch, conspicuous for decorating her classroom with posters of Malcolm X, Ruth Bader Ginsburg quotes, and LGBTQ pride stickers. Mm-hmm. A plus B equals C, folks. I'm sorry. A plus B equals C. A former Chapin teacher said, quote, she had that granola crunchy vibe. It wouldn't be difficult to guess how she votes walking into her room. I think that's what made her a sort of lightning rod. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. And here's where we'll, again, we'll leave the piece in the show notes for you if you want to take a look. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's where I come down on this. You fill your classroom with LGBTQ pride stickers. 
Mm. And then you have your students read about a, a, a book about how essentially awful it is to be black in America and how much better it should be if you're white in America and you should feel guilty for being white in America because it's hard to be black in America. It just stands to reason that the students are going to feel uncomfortable. It stands to reason that the budget proviso says that's against the law. Mm. This teacher now says she feels scared going to start school again. Listen, if you're scared you're going to get reported for that same stuff, then follow the law. Follow the law. Maybe don't do it. Maybe don't do it. I don't know. I, this isn't me trying to control education. I have my own view of education. I believe that starting with the Federal Department of Education going, but there's there's plenty of things that we can do. And I'm not trying to overstep bounds here, I don't believe. There's a budget proviso, it's against the law. Whether or not you agree with the law is immaterial to the fact that it's against the law. I can't really change that. Now, you, actually, you can. You can. The budget proviso expires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My opinion is it shouldn't be a budget proviso anymore. <laughs> it sh- we should pass state law. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not include it in a budget proviso that expires after a year. So that's happening in Chapin. This is not, well, it might be happening in Chapin. I don't know if it is or not, but this is happening in Texas. This is a church service, the Cathedral of Hope, vibrant, I can't see, incisive, inclusive, vibrant, incisive too, vibrant, inclusive, progressive. If, If my three words to describe your church are vibrant, I'm okay with that one. I think if you're sure. a vibrant, growing church, that's sure. good. Inclusive? <laughs> Progressive? <laughs> down. Down vote. Thumbs down. Here's this. Here's a drag service in Dallas, Texas. Not exactly the belt buckle of the Bible belt, right? <laughs> here's this church service from Texas, and you get, to, you get a quick peek into what hell actually looks like. <laughs> call and response there. We talked about the Sparkle Creed a couple weeks ago. This is another, I mean, just, I was asking him during the clip, do you think that the people got an advanced copy of this, or do you think that they're just like, ah, we're good with that, whatever, because I'll be honest with you, if I showed up at church on Sunday and they were doing that, I'd be like, can I read this before I say this out loud? Heads up, Eric. 
Yeah, yeah. Run that by him before just, you do just, it. This please. Um, I, you know, I think it's due diligence. To, I mean, especially if this is a creed or if this is something that people. Well, it's a responsive reading. Yeah. Now, a lot of churches do responsive readings. More of the more of the new denominations, and I say that, and I, they don't really do responsive readings anymore. Well, it's a part of I mean, liturgy. There's liturgy, and I believe we have. Listen, in my opinion, if we had more liturgy in the church, we wouldn't be having this garbage. Yeah. Well, and and with the liturgy, I mean, it's generally call and response. You know what it generally is? Scripture. Scripture. <laughs> Maybe like, this is like, their scripture. Like, like we're gonna read Psalm ninety nine. Yeah. I'll read the odd numbered verses. You, you read, read the, the even, even and we'll verses. read the last verse together. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah. Praise be to God. Like yeah. that should be easy. This Ooh. is this is something else. Here's my opinion. <laughs> I've said this. Else. I've said this for a while. I believe that the society we live in will soon regard Christianity as being something completely different from biblical Christianity. There will be a difference. This is being termed as Christianity. Love. We love you. We love you so much. We love you, love you, love you. And love means affirmation. I can love somebody. Yeah. And I believe we are called. They will know that you are my disciples if you have love, one, love for another. one for another. And it's talking about the people inside the church. Yes, correct. Mm. Correct. Mm. And we won't go there. Mm. Correct. But we are still to be kind yes. to others. We are to love them as image bearers because they were created in the image of God. But now, that doesn't mean they're inherently children of God because you must submit to his lordship and and his adoption but as truth sons. truth comes along yeah. with love. Yes, yes. And affirming, affirming, as it's more commonly understood, (laughs) affirming does not mean love. And love does not mean affirming everything they do. Simply put, these appear to be a section of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence based on what I saw in that clip with Mm. the face paint. Now, I was told when the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, brought them to Dodger Stadium that... um, a four-game losing streak. You need to stop mm. that. Uh, things are going south. That I was a bigot. Mm-hmm. These people are great, wonderful people. I will tell you that one of them in Los Angeles had a bit of a Pee Wee Herman incident uh, and got arrested. Mm. Um, so these wonderful, loving, tolerant people aren't exactly the beacon of virtue. Okay. Okay? Ugh. So now we stand them in front of a church yep. dressed in their garb. And their phylacteries and their mm. cords. And we affirm them when we say they are a symbol of the divine diversity of this world. No. 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 They are an example of satanic confusion that is running its course through creation. Was that strong? I hope so. Any church, like Christian if I may, and if your name is Christian and you are a Christian, double. Look at me. If your church does this on Sunday, leave. If your church does this on a Wednesday night, leave. If your if church your ch- does this. If your church does this, get out. Because honestly, you're probably safer on the outside. Don't turn around either because you'll turn into a pillar of salt. So just just leave. Just leave and find, find an actual church that does Christianity in a biblical sense? That'd be that'd be that'd be my admonition and my exhortation to you on, on this Tuesday. Okay, do that. Uh, on our next edition of the show, I, I won't get into the whole spiel. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, palmettofamily.org. 
Uh, you can invest there. You can sign up for our email newsletter there. You can listen to all the podcasts there. Make sure to like, share, subscribe to this podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, wherever you get your audio podcast. Next time on the show. Do you know who is one of the spokespeople for the Ukrainian military? It's a trans person from America. They go to a church in Dallas. They go to a church in Dallas. It's a man who thinks he's a woman. Ish. It's weird. It's weird. We'll talk about it next time. Thanks so much for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters show. Go with God after watching that thing from Dallas, okay? Have a great week. <laughs>